Welcome to the Wisdom for Life podcast with David Baker. David was a former paratrooper in the 82nd Airborne Division and for over 30 years has been a preacher. He has written five books and is an Amazon number one best-selling author. He is the chaplain at the county jail, pastors a church, and is the father of 11 children. Yes, 11. This podcast is here to give you wisdom for your family, your marriage, your children, your finances, your health, and your life. And now, the host of Wisdom of Life podcast, David Baker. Hello and welcome, David Baker. Welcome to the Wisdom for Life podcast. We want to give you wisdom for your life, for your family, for your children. And the last, this is part number seven on the 20 problems with our children. So we're going to finish that. This is 17, 18, 19, or 18, 19, and 20. We'll uh, do today, so we'll finish this. And then I have down 20 problems for teenagers. Some will overlap, so we won't take as long on them. And then 20 problems for married children. Okay, so that's what we're going to go after that. I want to give you as much as I can to help you with children, because uh, children are exciting, they're wonderful, they're awesome, they're amazing, and if we don't know what to do, (laughs) it's hard. We have heard, not exaggerating, hundreds, if not over a thousand times through the years, people say, wow, you've got so many kids, how do you do it? I've got one, I've got two, they drive me crazy, I don't know what to do, okay? doesn't have to be that way. They come with instructions, okay? It's called the Bible. So uh, we have 11, and uh, God has blessed them, and we'd love to be able to help you with yours. So I'm not going to review any of the uh, other ones. You can go back uh, for those. I want to jump right in. And uh, respect and manners, okay? Problems with children, respect and manners. Is that a big deal? It's amazing in our society how much that is not worked on, okay? And respect and manners, I think, are two totally different things. Respect, you must demand respect. You must command respect. You must make sure your children do respect you. Now, there's two things. There's respect, number one, of a person's position or title. Number two, it's a person respecting someone because of who they are or what they are. Now, you should have both, okay? You're the parent, they're the child. So number one, no matter what, they should respect you because of your title. You're the parent, you're the mom, you're the dad, you're the authority. And we don't allow this, and we don't allow this, and you're not allowed to say this. This is your authority, this is your parents. That respect must be commanded from the time they're little. A child never says no back to their parents. A child doesn't disobey. A child doesn't uh, um, disrespect their parents, never. That That's dealt with, okay? We don't allow that. So. The respect is there because the authority. There are a lot of presidents that I didn't care for, but if I saw any of them, I would show them respect of their office, even if I don't respect them as a person. And that's different. And most people don't differentiate that, but we should and we need to. So because you're the parent, you demand respect and do not put up with any back mouth authority. Well, you did this and you didn't do this and you didn't do this. And like, care. You're the child. I'm the parent. You're going to obey and you're going to honor me and you're going to respect me. I'm going to demand that. Okay. Now we want to live in such a way and have a relationship with them in such a way that they respect us because of who we are also. Okay. I'm their dad. They're going to respect me as dad. They can hate me, but they're going to respect me and they're going to obey me or they're not going to live in my house. All right. That's what it is. But if you do it right, with the connection, with the relationship, with the communication. We'll talk about that um, more in a point in a minute also. But if you do it right um, in the communication, you will have their respect for who you are, not just what your position is, okay? Um, I don't know how, but my kids are still... um, 
floored and uh, they say, yeah, my dad is my favorite preacher. Dad, we love to hear you preach. Um, dad, we're so good to be glad to be home. Even they go off to college and they hear good preachers and, um, and things, whatever it is, the relationship we have, they love. They know where it's coming from. They know it's real. They know it's sincere. And so there's an automatic respect because of my position. I'm dad. I'm going to demand that. But then there's a respect that's earned because of who we are, what we are, how we do what we do to build that relationship with them. Okay. You want both of those. Demand the first one and build on the other one. Uh, people say respect is earned. Okay. I want to live in such a way to earn your respect. And uh, when people have been burned or, you know, you look at a foster kid that's come from four or five different families, they don't respect anybody. It's going to be hard to earn their respect, but you can um, by loving and caring and, um, and helping and being real to them. Build those relationships. You can be able to have that. So that's the respect. And manners, yes. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Please. Thank you. Don't interrupt. Adults are talking. Manners. Absolutely all of that. With eating, you know, you don't just start, grab the plate and go to the uh, living room. No, no, no. Table. Uh, and you wait. And we pray. And then we eat together. And no elbows on the table. And here's how you hold a fork. And don't chew with your mouth full and wait till you're done chewing before you drink. Um, all those little picky things, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Remember, you're preparing them to be adults. <laughs> My boys, oh, this is so good. They want to lick their plate. Stop. Stop. Dad, it's just us. <laughs> One day it's not going to be. It's going to be your girlfriend. You'll be grabbing the plate, licking the plate. <laughs> you can't do that. We're preparing you to be an adult. You know, just a boy. That was a good. I want to lick it all up. Sorry. Scrape it. If you want to lick it up, there's a piece of bread. You can uh, dab it with bread and uh, have that, but you're not going to lick the plate. Okay? Um, and so, yes, manners. Absolutely. All those things are good. Balance. Yes, I want my kids to know jujitsu. Yes, I want my boys to be able to take an engine out and fix drywall. And I want my boys to be able to know how to eat, cut, plan, food, meal, to be uh, respectable. Absolutely. You want that. And how do you get that? By practicing it. It's amazing how many families don't sit around at mealtime anymore. It's amazing how many families don't sit around at mealtime. That needs to be, that's a, that should be a staple for your life. It should be the exception that we don't eat supper together. Now, breakfast, we're coming and going at different times. Uh, lunch, many times we're coming and going at different times with supper time. Uh, here it is, food's ready, and we want to eat together, okay? Make that happen. All right, so that's um, respect and matters. Next, special needs or learning disabilities. And um, that obviously is a problem. I'm not going to deal as much with that. That's a professional help depending on what they need in that area. And get them the help for that. It's amazing special needs, how far they can go if they know someone who cares for them. Uh, and if you realize, okay, um, my child has this learning disability. Uh, by the way, when they look at the amount of people that are entrepreneurs that are building companies, 30 to 40% of them had ADD or ADHD um, and had uh, learning disabilities. Okay? Honestly. But somebody molded them and uh, helped them with that. I've got family members that are dyslexic, and, um, and they have to work harder um, to be able to make it, but they can and, in, and can do incredibly well because they have to overcome that. Um, so um, take those things and don't make them as a negative and a down, whatever it is. If your child is, has one arm, if your child doesn't have any arms, if your child has to write with your feet, uh, it's amazing how those people 
incredible, go on to do amazing things because they have to overcome their disabilities. And so that's what you should work on. If you have a child that has a disability, do not coddle them. Do not woe is me for them. Okay, God made you this way. You're perfect. You're special. You're different. You're neat. God wants to do great things for you. Let's overcome that. Okay, that's the mindset that you want to have. You want to teach them and build them. And we all know people like that. You've seen them do amazing, amazing things with their life because they overcame the, quote, disability. Don't make it a disability. Make them special. It's special needs. You're special. God made you special, and God wants to do something great with you because of that. That's the way I would make that if I had a child with that. Okay. And the last one, communication with children, fostering open communication and understanding children's thoughts and feelings. This is so big and so important. And I made reference to it on the respect part of it. Children should be able to have an open talk and communication with their parents about anything, anything. What about yes? And what about yes? And what about yes? anything. You want to build the kind of relationship that they can come to you about anything. When I was a kid, teenage boy, I thought when those things came up, I thought if I talked to my dad and told him what I was thinking and struggling with, I thought he'd kill me. I mean, I'd just be dead, buried. <laughs> you know, How come our garden has good fertilizer this year? Yeah, your older brother, he's providing fertilizer for the garden this year. <laughs> you know, That's what I thought. Um, I know now my dad would have been very kind and understanding and would have helped me. But I didn't know that. It didn't seem like a door was open. So build that trusting relationship. My children can come to me about anything. There's something called grace, okay? Grace is undeserved favor. We give them a grace period. It's due on the 1st. We give them to the 15th. No penalty. It's a grace period. My kids, if they come to me about anything, they're going to get grace. Now, it doesn't mean they're not going to have any punishment or any penalty, but it's always going to be better if they come to me. Hey, Dad, I need to talk about something. I messed up. I blew it. I broke this. I did this, whatever. We've always had it that way. Um, grace, the open communication. I tell my kids, kid, I don't expect to be perfect, Okay. I don't expect to be perfect. I know who your mother is, okay? <laughs> That's my joke. I like it. My wife does it. I don't know why she doesn't like that joke. But, and she always say, no, it's more like who their father is. And I would agree with that. Um, I don't expect to be perfect, but don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. And if you want the best grace ever, you come to me before I find out about it. And you let me know what happened. Most of the time, you've already judged and punished yourself. I don't have to. Uh, great. Now let's fix it. How do we fix a problem? Really is a big deal and important to be able to do that and build those communications. Some kids will lie and lie and lie forever uh, because they think if they get caught, what's going to happen? No, I, I don't want that. Tell me the truth. Tell me what happened. I've been amazed how honest my kids are be to me because they know that that's the way it is. We've learned. And we, we, we disciplined well on that. If my child did something wrong, and lied about it, there's two penalties. There's two punishments. We get done with the first one, it's light, it's easy. And then I say, son, guess what? If you had told me the truth, if you didn't lie to me, it'd be done. It'd be over now. We'd be playing ball. We'd be playing a game. But son, you lied to me. I don't expect to be perfect. You're going to mess up. You're going to do things wrong. But you don't have to lie about it. Because you lied, now, son, now's the big discipline, okay? The big discipline. And you teach your kids right away, okay, tell the truth. It's easy. It's better. Dad's cool. Dad's okay. Dad's, it's, Dad, here's what happened. I, I blew it. I messed up. Okay, let's deal with that. Boy, if they tell me the truth, it's a small spanking. It's a close hug. Man, praise, 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 son. You're an honest man. 
You're going to make an honest man. That's so good. So many kids are not. They lie and lie and lie. They look forward to. I was joking with my kid, my younger son, and I said, uh, and he's five, six, seven. Um, I said, hey, you're a good boy all the time, aren't you? He goes, no, sometimes I'm bad. He wasn't even going to lie. I'm like encouraging, hey, you're a good boy. And he is a good boy. But no, sometimes I'm bad. He's not going to lie. Sometimes I'm bad. Okay. Um, Build that. Teach that. You only get that by grace. If they think they're going to get killed uh, for something, then they'll lie until it's too late. Okay. You can tell me. I can work with you. Uh, You want to build that communication and relationship with your children that they can talk to you about anything. My kids have gone on to college and their friends have been around where they're talking to dad about something like, you talk to your dad about that? Yeah, why not? Oh, we talk about anything. I can bring up anything to him. I'm not going to be in trouble. He's going to help me. That is so big. And you foster that when they're little. If you don't have that, go to them and say, hey, we're going to change some things. Uh, Anything you can come to me about, I'll help you. No punishment. I love you. I care about you. I want to help you if you're struggling with something. Let them know that. And then when they do it, you better do it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Here's what happened. You what? I'm going to kill you. Okay. You lost their trust. They'll never trust you again. They'll never come to you with anything. You want to make sure they can come to you. Be open. Be honest. Be real. Care. You can build relationships with your children where now they're friends. I've got... I've got more adult children than underage children. I only have two that are under 18. And the adult relationships and the closest to be able to talk about anything, whatever it is, is good and close. And that's what you want. And that's going to be built up by them when they're young, building those. Okay? All right. Hey, that's it um, for this uh, lesson. Come back next time. We'll talk about teenagers. Again, a lot of the same things, but we're going to go through those and help and make sure we apply it specifically to teenagers because (laughs) teenagers have an issue. Mark, uh, Mark Twain, writer, I think he said, uh, um, when kids are born, put them, uh, uh, when kids turn teenagers, uh, put them in a box with a hole where they can breathe. And when they turn 15, 16, whatever he does, plug the hole. Okay. That was his, that was his answer to what you do with teenagers. Okay. It's not, I love teenagers. Teenage years for our kids was fun, neat, special, loved my kids. Um, being teenagers, it wasn't, we always joke. We had five teenagers at the same time. Most of the time, once they turned teenagers and we had five teenagers at the same time, like, Oh, how do you handle that? We love it. It's great. We're close. It doesn't have to be bad. Okay. All right. By the way, ever, if you have a question, feel free, email it in, askpastorbaker at gmail.com. And um, I'm not always the best at answering my emails right away, but I will get to there, okay? So uh, if I can help you, let me know. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Wisdom for Life podcast. If you have any questions for us, email us at askpastorbaker at gmail.com, and we will answer them in an upcoming podcast. The email is askpastorbaker at gmail.com. 